the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, if another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you so that every word may be confirmed by the evidence of two or three witnesses. If the member refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if the offender refuses to listen even to the church, let such a one be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. Truly, I tell you, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Again, truly, I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. on his face, you can hear it in her voice. I think we need to talk. <laughs> We're having a problem. You listen carefully, a bit on your guard, and then you realize that you are the problem. Either your boss is not satisfied with your work, your spouse is upset that you don't share, your, you don't do your share around the house. Your friend feels that you don't have time for her anymore. Or your parents think you are intruding by giving them advice. And there you have it. Conflict. A part of life. We can't avoid it. Some of us are better at it than others. But most of us would rather not have to deal with conflict. The Holy Trinity is just finished a brand new personnel policy. Until now, as supervisor of staff, I would deal with situations as they come up. And thank goodness we haven't had any major conflicts in this congregation or with the staff in recent years. But they say that we need to be prepared for the unexpected should it occur. In other words, conflict. So there is a disciplinary policy that outlines a verbal warning and then a written warning that can lead to suspension and termination. And there's a grievance policy. If an employer believes that harassment or inappropriate conduct has interfered with their work. Matthew 18 that we just read has a section that well, it reads a bit like a church discipline manual. 
In essence, it says that if somebody offends you, confront them. We have a problem. If that fails, do an intervention. If that doesn't work, cut them off and kick them out. <laughs> I learned that some Christians teach this, tr treat this advice from Matthew as if they are reading someone their Miranda rights. And if you didn't know, Mirandize is now officially a verb, a word. As in, did you Mirandize her? So in some more legalistic Christian circles, this all leads to something like, did you Matthew 18 eyes her? <laughs> no wonder we Christians get a bad rap. Matthew 18 can lead to excommunicating people. And let's not even go there. But speaking of conflict, where I'd like to go is the hard lesson I learned after reading a book recommended to me by a good friend. It's called, Why Talking is Not Enough. It's actually a book for marriage, but I think it applies to other relationships as well. Here's the reason. Most of the time, we think the other person is the problem. In fact, we usually try to change them. We don't like the way they load the dishwasher or wash the dishes in the sink. Things big at our house. Conflict over household etiquette or chores lead to all kinds of other big and small issues that, well, push our buttons. The traditional model for dealing with such conflict is to have the talk. I think we need to talk. We have a problem, honey which of course always means you are the problem and let me count the ways. As author Susan Page says, folks often comment how much work, how much work a relationship or marriage is. But she turns it around and says that when someone gets to us, and they always will in some way, it's actually my problem. That's the hard work. It's usually about my issues. And that takes inner work and reflection and sometimes even therapy. What I'm trying to get at is this. Often in conflict, we don't see the role that we play. And most of us love to be the victim. We're always right and the other person wrong. So I just read a book called Leadership and Self-Deception. And it makes a similar point. When we see others as the problem, we begin to see ourselves as the center of the world and others as objects whose needs are not as important as our own. It's the game of blaming others that we all do so well. Look at online posts or opinion pieces today. Someone else or some other group of people is always the problem. When we read about binding and loosing in today's gospel, it can lead some in the church on a power trip of controlling others by saying what is moral or what is not, who is saved or who is not, what is truth or what is not. Yet for Martin Luther, binding and loosing, it has to do with the church's role in announcing the forgiveness of sins. But we all stand in need of God's mercy. We are all self-centered. 
We all think the problem is someone else rather than looking closely at ourselves. Here's what I wonder. Could it be that being in community and being in relationship, that these are the things that teach us about ourselves, about being human, about our need for reconciliation? One liturgical scholar was known to say that Christian community is the place where you are close enough to get on each other's nerves and then need their forgiveness. Or consider the name of a book called Thank You for Being Such a Pain. <laughs> One quote from the book is this. In the school of life, difficult people are the faculty. They teach us our most important spiritual lessons, the lessons we would be most unlikely to learn in any other way. Now that's hard for me to take that in, and I bet the same is true for you as well, but it chives with our faith, doesn't it? In Romans, Paul writes, Oh, no one anything except to love one another. All the commandments can be summed up in this way. Love your neighbor as yourself. So simple and yet so hard. Dear friends, we are bound together in community, in families, in churches, in towns, in nations, even as siblings on planet Earth. And heaven knows together we have all kinds of problems, yet we are in this together. Now let me say there is a time for the talk. There is a time to air grievances, and sometimes the other person is the problem. But as we claim our part in conflict, as we learn to listen, as we realize that we're all carrying burdens and trying to do the best we can, we sense the presence of God and the promise of Jesus to be with us in community where two or three are gathered trusting in the forgiveness and mercy of God, we begin to see our problems in a new light. Amen.